Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's 8 o'clock, and you know what time it is. It's time for my show, The Mecca James Show. Yo, this is Reading Global World. My name is Miguel, and you are watching The Mecca James Show. It's your boy, Kels, and you listen to The Mecca James Show. I'm Michael Strahan, and you're watching The Mecca James Show. Hi, I'm Melissa DeSosa. Please listen to The Mecca James Show. What's up? It's George Wilborn, and you're you're checking out the Mecca James show. And I'll tell you something. Hey, hey, people! This is Egypt on the radio from TV EgyptSaysSo.com, and you are now listening to the Mecca James show. That's my girl. What's up, everybody? It's eight o'clock, and you know I am your host, Mecca James. It's Tuesday. Thank you for being here with me. Like Jay said, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here for me. I appreciate the love. We have another amazing, amazing show. I told you I bring you the best of the best. And if you want to call into this live show, I have a new number. So you can call in at 929-477-1207. Again, the call-in number to call in live is 929-477-1207. We have Valentine's Day coming up, and you know I have to bring you the best of the best. I have an author. She's a mother. She's a community activist. She's a writer, freelance writer. Her name is Angela O'Brien, and she's going to talk about her new book, I Have No Room for the Broken. It's a collector of poetry. She's talking about love relationships, heartbreak, and moving on. I'm just so excited about this. You know I give you the best of the best. I got some Lauren Hill that we're going to play. We're going to play some Eve, Love is Blind. We have Adele. We're going to play a lot of women empowerment because that's what she's on. And follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. Follow me on Instagram, Mecca James. And also, if you want to be an intern, you can email me, with description of Mech, the Mecca Jane Show at yahoo.com. So, Valentine's Day is coming up, people. You know, some people have relationships and some people are breaking up and some people don't even care about it. But I wanted to give you something more than just roses and rainbows. So this is why we're giving you this amazing poet that's on the line now. But before we go, I'm going to give you a little bit of a song. This is the Mecca Jane Show, everybody. Let's go. Bobby B, boy, what up? Yo, what's up? What part of the world you in now, man? Yeah, I'm in L.A., man. I'm just kicking it on Melrose, man. <laughs> you know there's a lot of girls out there in L.A. on Melrose. You need to slow down. For sure. All right, brother. Well, just hit me when you come back, man. Yup. Tim and Bob. Bobby Valentino. You know how we do. It's another one. I saw you walking.
hair weaves like Europeans, fake nails about to win. Come again. It's the Mecca James Show, everybody. And let's give it up for Lauren Hill. Remember female rappers with substance? I told you, people, I bring you the best of the best. And we have our author on the show, Angela Augie Aubrey, and she's going to talk about her new book, I Have No Room for the Broken. She's on the line right now. It's the Mecca James Show, everybody. Let's talk relationships. Hello. Hi, Mecca. Hi, Mecca. How, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And it's Angie. Angie Abreu. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just get that out of there. Angie, how's yes. everything going with you today? <laughs> everything's good. Everything's good. Good, good, good. So we have this, you know, we're going to talk about your book, but for the audience that are new to you and not familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself, Angie. Well, I think you've kind of said it when you started the show, um, I'm a poet, I'm a mom, I'm a community activist. Um, I run a poetry series from Washington Heights, Uptown, New York. Um, and and I wear many hats. I do a lot of, lot of things. It's hard to keep up with everything I do. Yes, yes, yes. And how do you have time to do all of this? With your, your, your mother first and you do so much. How do you have time to do all the things that you do? 
Well, first of all, and most importantly, I only have one child. <laughs> okay. So, um, and second of all, I am very, very organized and a multitasker. Okay. So, you know, when I'm preparing for something, I take a few months ahead of time, and by the time that date comes around, I'm I'm all set. Absolutely. Which most women and people are, you know, we have to do so many things. But you are here to talk about your book. Tell us the title. It's The title is I Have No Room for the Broken. Yes. A collection, yes. It's, a, it's a collection of poems about love, heartbreak, and moving on. Absolutely. This is something different. You know, most of the times when we women and people in general write about love, it's from a a surface place. I noticed with your book of poetry that this is very raw and you're in a vulnerable stage, and I just respect anyone that can just share those emotions on paper and connect with the people. Um, I agree with you. I Since I do poetry series, I read a lot of poetry from friends of mine and other writers in the network, and um, I have noticed that a lot of people just write metaphorically, and mm-hmm. not and not so they don't really touch on the personal. But with my book, um, I wanted that to be different. And I still have people who read it and they ask me, "Is this fiction?" And I tell them, "It's absolutely not fiction. It is my life in poetry. Mm. My my love life in poetry." Absolutely. How did you come up with the title? Well, originally the title was I Have No Room, um, I Am Not a Place for Cowards. I was okay. totally in love with that title, and I thought that it um, fit my experiences perfectly. But um, I had a copyright issue, and I had to change the title of my book, and um, I was looking for something similar, and I fell upon I Have No Room for the Broken. Wow, this is that that's amazing, and we'll talk about when you say broken, because people are like, what, what is she talking about? Is she, is she talking about a person? Uh, uh, explain that. Well, by broken, I mean someone who still doesn't know who they are, where they're going in life, someone who mm-hmm. has not made any attempt to grow, who's not interested in, in evolving or, or changing anything negative about their life, who's just you know, just for me, that's someone who's just just taking up space. Someone who's not evolving and not growing and and not being becoming a better person for themselves and and for whoever is in their life is someone who's broken to me. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is I I, I totally agree with that. What inspired you to write this book of collection of poetry? Um, I've been writing since I was twelve years old. I always kept okay. a journal, and. And my relationships I has some has always been something that I've written about, and I had a, a, a this collection of of poems that I felt that I always wanted to write a book period um and okay. I felt that you know why not do it in you know with my collection of poetry, except that when I did collect all all my pieces, I noticed that there was just one theme that was always constant, and that was love and heartbreak. So yeah. it, it was, it was, you know, it was, it, I'm, I'm sorry. 
So no, go ahead. That was that was the reason why I decided to continue on heartbreak, and then I didn't just I didn't just want to write about you know the cuteness of falling in love, and like you mentioned, rainbows and butterflies and flowers mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. That's not what my book is about at all. My yeah. book yeah. is about the ugly. The beautiful, the scary, the the everything about love that I've experienced and that many women could um, relate to. Here's a question. This is a question from, I believe, Melinda from Florida. She's online, and she said, is this book about one particular relationship or several? Explain. No, it's. Several um, experiences, several relationships of mine um, while wow. in love. And, you know, relationships evolve. You know, in the beginning, you're totally in love, and then after a mm-hmm. couple of years and you're really into it, you start really getting to know that person, it becomes something else. So, you know, and, and by the time and by the time it ends, it probably ended for some horrible reason, and that person no longer resembles the person that you fell in love with in the first place. So I, I write about those stages as well. Which I can appreciate, but, and I think many women and men can appreciate that, you know, everybody, sometimes people are addicted to the newness of the beginning, you know, you're yeah. a lot of my, I, I will say a lot, of, uh, a lot of my exes made it to the book. <laughs> so <laughs> do they know, do they know it, they're in the book? Um, you know what? Um that I'm aware of, only one knows that they're in the book, but okay. um, but every, and that's my most, my most recent one, but everyone else, um, I don't know, and I don't know if they would say anything to me either, I don't know. Hmm, interesting. You know, I, I, don't, I don't mention any names, but there are certain poems in there that they'll be like, oh, she wrote about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens to people. And, and there wasn't anything nice. And it wasn't anything mm. nice. Interesting, interesting. Let's talk about some some things that you have. Um, in your book, I have no room for the book, and you have an amazing collection. And I notice in a lot of your your poems, you speak about self love. You know, you've been in in some stages that are not good. They're ugly stages, and how do you get out of that? So, what is your definition of self love, and how did you get there? Oh Mecca. Um I I can tell you that I got there via my experiences, via my mm. really, really bad experiences. There my last relationship, um, of seven years, um, not my most recent one, but I had I had a relationship that was for seven years and that yeah. relationship I gave my everything. I gave myself away to the point that when that relationship ended I had nothing. And mm, I'm not talking about agree. material okay. things because I was able to continue, um, you know, paying my bills and, and none of that. I didn't feel it financially. I felt it, mm-hmm. felt it emotional, emotionally and intellectually and mm. and socially. I had no more friends because I had given up my friends for this person. Um, I had... I had given up my passions for this person. I was a writer when I met him. I, you know, we fell in love with my writing. And it came to the point that he, it bothered him that I would share it with anyone else. 
Um, mm. So I stopped doing that for seven years. I gave up my passion for writing for seven years. Um, and I dedicated my life to just making him happy. Anything that bothered him, I stopped doing. And it was yeah. all about him. So I wasn't living my life as an individual person outside of the relationship. I didn't know what that was. And when we when we ended the relationship, I found myself so lost and so alone. And and I tried to mend the relationship because it was everything I knew. And mm-hmm. I, my biggest fear in life was always to be alone. I could never be alone. Um, I have a, I had a trajectory from one relationship into another without taking the moment to process the ending and to grieve that relationship and get rid of any emotions that towards that person or towards the relationship so that I could move on to the next one without any baggage. I never did any of that. So now it comes that I find myself at 30 years old and I have all this emotional baggage, not just from this relationship, but from previous relationships. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it just overwhelmed me, you know, um, and I had to take the time to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, how how. I was going to pick up my life again, um, how mm-hmm. I was going to pick up my passions, how was, I was going to integrate myself in a circle of people that I was comfortable with. Um, it, it was a, a lot. I went to therapy. Um, I could tell you that. Um, and I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of introspection, and until I was content with who I was becoming, but it was a slow process. I can tell you it took me five years for me to date again, like fully. And I mean, and by dating, I mean, I I would date, but I would never commit to anyone. Um, I would Mm. probably last a month or two dating someone, but I I would quickly back out. If it was just getting too intense, I would back out because I was just completely afraid of, oh, my God, I'm going to fall in love with this person, and again, I'm going to give them all of me, and then that's it. I'm, I'm going to start this cycle again. So I, what I did, so it took no, me five years, five years for me to just, like, and and I won't tell you it was easy because in the beginning of the relationship with this person, I was still hesitant, and I was still like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if I want to do this. I, I like you very much, but I don't know if I want to, you know, deal with anyone and and get involved to that to that extent. But it, it was a slow process. Um, but I learned a lot from it. You know, um, it, I, I got to know who I am and and I got to love me. I learned how to be by myself and love who I am by myself, um, without relying on anyone else to make me happy. Just taking care of me. Absolutely. This this is some things that I think all women go through. You know, when you're in a relationship, including myself, you give so much. And sometimes you lo- you will lose yourself in the process. So we have to learn as women how to balance that, how to have a career, how to have a man, how to take care of the family and not lose yourself. This is why I, I wanted to talk about the self-love because, like I told you before, we don't learn that in school, in college, or with our family. This is something that, I guess through your experience, you was like, this is something that I have to work on. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is good. 
Um, let's go into I mean, and there's a saying, let me interrupt you for a second. There's a saying that goes, if you don't love yourself, how is the next person going to love you? People, people are going to treat you how you let them treat you. And if you, if you don't take care of yourself and love you, that person, why, why should they take care of you? If you don't care. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's very evident. People see that in you. People say that all the time. Do you find women, people in general, I don't want to say women, but you are a woman, I'm a woman. Do you find women that read your poetry and say, I can connect, I I relate to this? Yes. I I get um, a lot of messages from women. I have women who have said, you know, you've you've written my life. Um, You know, this is my marriage. You know, uh, most of them. If, if not all of them have told me, you know, that they could all relate to my writing. So let's talk about one of your poems. We have some people on the line already that's listening to you. How long did it take for you to write something like this? Was this therapeutic for you? Because I, I, I thoroughly Oh, enjoyed. my God. Well, like I said, this has been a, these poems, some of them are really, really old that I just edited, and some of them are recent. And I'm, I'm, I'm constantly writing, so it wasn't it wasn't that um, I took a whole year to write. These were um, poems that I already had in my collection and and that I've been writing within the past years. But it took me about two years to really decide that I was going to put this book out with this content because it's um how do I say it? there's a, there's a lot of stuff in my book that my family doesn't know that my friends didn't yeah. know and that I was going to be revealing in this book. So I needed to to be okay with the fact that people were going to look at me a certain way. People were going to have certain questions. My family was going to have questions. Um, and it's very emotional because even though I've dealt with these experiences already and I've moved on from them, it's like reliving them once more. Absolutely. We have a, uh some people in the line. How do you move on from a heartbreak? I mean, oh, I, I know I, that's not a, not so many <laughs> questions, but it's, it's a poem a in my in book. <laughs> it's it's, called, book, it's, it's called it's called the survival to do list in my book. Um, Absolutely, it's it's if you want to move on from from a detrimental relationship that's been damaging, I say cut all cords from that person. Disconnect yourself mm. completely from that person. Don't give them a chance to come back and, and to, and to you know, convince you that it, it, let's try it again for the 10th time. I'm going to change for the 10th time. There's, there's people that repeat cycles, and at some point you've got to put your foot down and just completely disconnect yourself from that person. It's very, very difficult to do that, um, you know, especially – if it's a long relationship, like I had a seven-year relationship, and they say that it takes half of the le- of what that relationship lasted for you to really get over it. But um, but I also say keep busy, do all the things that you love. Um, you know, if you're busy, you're not going to be paying mind to what your ex is doing and whether your ex is calling you and and, and feeling sorry for yourself. Get up and and mm. do all the things you you love to do and. Hang out with your friends, hang out with your family. Just really dedicate time to you. Absolutely. Why not? You're, you, you're the best thing in your life. Why not spend time with yourself? By yourself. 
people. Take yes. notes. You have to, when you break up with someone, you have to spend time by yourself to learn yourself. So right. you have so much going on. And I wanted to, I love a lot of your poetry. Trust Issues is one that I really love. Um, let's just talk about where was your mindset when you wrote this one? I, I don't know. It says, I have no room for the broken. I need to apologize beforehand. I'm trying to relearn this process, loving without breaking and giving without losing. I'm trying to trust without suspecting, to begin brand new. But how do you when everyone in your past had had a hand in breaking you? So what was your mindset when you wrote that? You're trying to move that on, was, but... That was that was in, in, in the beginnings of something new, um, mm-hmm. and something exciting and, and you, you know, letting that person know that everything, that not everything is okay. You've, you've had these experiences. You're not fully healed from them. And you're, you're now relearning the process of love. Um, you, you had a bad, you know, sometimes we think that because we've had drama in our lives, we quit love to that drama mm. and we can we continue to seek that type of love unconsciously um so that was kind of like my thing my relationships were always full with some craziness and I had yeah. to uncondition myself from that craziness so that I could start seeking relationships that were better for me you know, I had to I had to learn what what is it that I really want in a relationship. What am I willing to compromise about myself and about and and in that relationship so that it could work? Because I had already compromised all of me in my previous relationship when I shouldn't have, because I wasn't I wasn't doing anything crazy, you know. But I needed I needed to stick by that. I needed to learn what my what standards I wanted for my relationship and stick by them. So that that's the type of poem is. I'm always honest with people. You know, they they'll ask me, you know, so you, and I think that's normal. You you're dating someone new and you ask them, so what happened to your last relationship? Why did it end? I'm curious about those things because I think it always says a lot about the uh, it always says a lot about the the person, the type of breakup that you had. And I'm honest. I I tell people, you know, this is what my relationship was like. We ended because of this. And sometimes they'll have a question like, do you still love that person? Are you still bitter towards that person? And I I let them know at this point in my life, I'm not speaking to that person because I'm not ready to do that yet or mm. or whatever the case may be. But bitterness is not something that you want to bring into a new relationship. No one wants no, a bitter. A no bitter one person wants extra sitting, baggage sitting at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about one of your poems, Women Like Me. You discuss on being a good woman, good women, good woman rather, and the problem is that it's not a good thing to be a good woman. Talk about that. Okay. It says, I'm you officially know. tired of being Can good. I? Good yeah, has put me know, in a situation I, I, I thought I would never see my way out. Talk about that. I I heard someone say the other day that the hoes are winning. And say that, again? That, rest, that the hoes are winning. 
that these oh, Instagram yeah, models the and these and these yeah. people and these women without some substance are winning, but us hardworking, intelligent women who are about our business and taking mm-hmm. care of our men and taking care of our family are not being appreciated. You know, Absolutely. they a, a lot of men want to treat us like we're a dime a dozen, and we're not a dime a dozen, and but. That's what that poem was about. I, I'm a good woman, but sometimes, you know what? I get tired of, of being um, unappreciated. I get tired of, of, you know, someone being dishonest with me because they're distracted with something that is temporary or, or meaningless. Um, and it's tiring when all you want is someone to be as supportive and as loving as you've been to them and then, you know, they they prefer the they go for the chick with the drama and 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 all the craziness and then they and then they start complaining oh my god this woman is driving me crazy but it's like you you reap what you sow that's what you wanted to invest your time in then you know this is what you're gonna get back for it absolutely it's it's, it's crazy how we have these these issues and things like that you have so many titles about your book and women in general. I wanted to talk about, and we'll go into a song, you have a platform, which is, um, I did some research, you are organized, you're a community activist, and you bring a lot of domestic violence awareness. Elaborate on that. Um, If you read my book, you will see that um, I was a victim of domestic violence in my marriage. Um, I got married at the age of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, completely against my mother's wishes. This was a person that I had known for a year and that I was completely, I, I guess, infatuated with. That's what I'm going to call it, infatuated with. But at 21, I was super naive. Um, I, my mom raised me to be locked up in my house. I, I wasn't the type of person that was out, you know, hanging out in the streets or anything like that. And, and mm-hmm. I didn't know too much about relationships and and I always believed in people and that was the one relationship that showed me that you shouldn't believe in people because um it was a a, a very very bad um relationship um and I suffered through it by myself I I my mother didn't mm-hmm. know about it my family didn't know about it but um the family of of my then husband didn't know because they were the person that I would always call to come get him out of the house. But it was, it was ugly. It was furniture flying. It was, you know, beating. It was emotional abuse and psychological abuse. It was, sometimes it was even public. Um, and, and at one point it really, really got crazy to the, you know, and I contemplated, um, and I'm going to reveal this here because at that point I, I contemplated taking my own life because that's how desperate I was during that time. And I didn't know any resources. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I guess, I guess, not so much I didn't know resources because I'm I'm a smart person and you could look those things up, but it, when you're going through something, your head is in a totally different space. You're on survival mode. You're on, you know, staying on the good side of this person and or making sure that, you know, you do whatever you can to keep this person happy so that they don't get home angry and take it out on you. Um mm. And, and you're walking on eggshells 24-7, that's where your focus is on. It's not so much 
on on whether or not there's help out there for you, but just surviving day to day. And, um, yes, it is important to me because um, a lot of young women, like I was then, and, and women who are currently my age, and women of all ages, um, do experience domestic abuse. And not just, you know, domestic abuse is not only physically, but it's also emotionally and financial and and psychological. And I do make a point to get myself involved with um, with with things that are going to bring awareness to that. So currently what we Let, do is a workshop for high school students on domestic abuse. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Someone in chat, I'm not sure your name. I'm so sorry about that. Can you talk about the stages of domestic emotional abuse, some of the stages that if you're in a relationship, what are the, some of the signs that you might notice that you should maybe leave or try to get seek help? Oh, wow. Well, you know, um, some partners are insecure. They want to know where you are at all times, who you're talking to at all times. You know, they'll want to check your phone messages, your email. You have absolutely no privacy. That is mm-hmm. craziness. Um, if, you're, if you're with someone like that that is that insecure and who doesn't allow you to have your own privacy, I believe that every person, in a relationship deserves their privacy. You came together yeah. as individual and now you're a team. But that doesn't mean that you that, that person needs to compromise their privacy for you. So, you know, those those are signs. Those are those are the signs of someone who is controlling and who wants to control yeah. every aspect of your life. There's also, you know, the psychological abuse and emotional abuse when someone puts you down all the time and calls you stupid and calls you names and and just just it's just ugly, you know, not supportive. They're it's just always about putting you down. That's you know another sign. And then of course there's the physical then and when the the beating comes and also financial when they control the money. And or they don't mm. want you to work because they they want to be able to keep you down and not and so that you're not able to go anywhere without money. There's only so much that you can do, and it's a it's the control thing. It's a, it's a, a power it's a power thing, and it's it's about controlling you. And those are are, are signs. But you know what? As women, we make excuses for them. Yeah, no, like they will change. I, I I've done it. My my ex was so insecure, um, and and I was like, oh, you know, that's okay. It's okay. You could check my phone messages. I don't care, because mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. So you could check it. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna lock my phone, and you could check it whenever you want, because I don't. I'm. I don't have anything to hide. If there was anything wrong if he asked me ever to check my messages. But then it's later that I learned, you know, when when I'm out of the relationship and looking back and examining how I contributed to to, to the failure of the relationship and and take ownership for my part, that's when I start seeing every single thing that was bad. So it becomes verbal before physical. How did that? How did that happen? Not that. Not. I'm not gonna say that. There's no. First and second, it could be either one or it could be all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, some some people some people just verbally abuse you and never lay a finger on you. 
Yeah. You know, it could be either one or all. Well, take notes, ladies. You have to see those signs. And we're going to come back. We have some music to play because we've been talking. This is a great love relationships and heartbreaks and how to move on. So why not give you Eve, Love is Blind. It's the Megan James Show, everybody. Love is blind, 
It's the Mecca James Show, everybody, and you know I bring you the best of the best in relationships. It's Valentine's Day is coming up, so why won't we, why not talk about relationships, heartbreaks, and how moving on? We have an author here, and she's on the show. You still on the line? Yes. And she's, oh, yes. So we're still going to talk about her poem, Book of Poetry, I Have No Room for the Broken. What is your favorite poem out of all of for me? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't think, I don't really think I have a favorite, actually. Really? Um, no, I, I, <laughs> I actually do not <laughs> think that I have a favorite. Pretend. Talk about that. Let's pretend. I mean, every, I mean, every one of these pieces have a, a, a special significance to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't have a favorite. Let's talk about your poem, Pretend. I like that one. I think I've um, shared that. What space were you in when you wrote this poem? Elaborate on Oh, <laughs> Oh, wow. Let's I think pretend you can had... walk away from me. Yeah, I could read that. Um, let's pretend you can walk away. Discount me from memories that once submerge you. Let's pretend it's Let's pretend she's all you yearn, that my number isn't concealed under your boys, that you don't seek me when she's distracted, that I don't notice the way you behold me. Let's pretend your soul doesn't still ache for me, that your fingertips don't burn to the touch, that staring into space is just a thing you do when you can't reconcile daydreams with reality, that if we came any closer, our bodies won't simmer from the heat of our burning desires. I see you, and I commend your attempts. It will be a long time before you achieve them. Until then, make sure you don't tell her that I remain confined underneath all your precious things. Love that. Um, Talk about that. Well, that piece is about, you know, um, someone that you used to deal with trying to move on and not doing a very good job at it. Because they 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 want to be with this new person, they're trying to move on with them, and but they're still hitting you up. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're still saying, you know, I love you, I want to be with you. You know, you're you're still sexually involved with, with this person, and they're just not. They're they're kind of stuck in the transition of of moving on and leaving you behind. And you know, some guys fake the funk like. Yeah, I'm moving on, and I'm not thinking about you. But, but there are, are many who 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 still do, and who still want to hit you up and and get get back with you, and they just won't admit it. So it's it's kind of me saying, I know, just make sure she doesn't find out. I've been there. Been there. <laughs> I yeah, think I think we all, all kind of been time. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've all been that. Yeah, you moved on, but not your. Physically, you moved on, but mentally, you're still your mind is still on me. When right. you're in a, I wanted to know because there's some people in the chat room. When it becomes a relationship and there's and you guys break up, do women take it harder or do men take it harder when it when it's a breakup? In your experience, um, in my experience, they've all moved on without a problem. <laughs> In my experience, they've all moved on without a problem, or at least they act like they do. 
because, you know, men, society has conditioned men not to cry, that they need to be strong. You, we look down upon men who, who you know, who show any type of weakness or any type of, or any, or or that type of love, like that, that a woman has broken you, you, you know? Yeah. I think, guys, are you you gonna let her do that to you? Come on, let's let's go to the strip club. Yeah, that's how they get over it. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, we stay home. You know, eat some ice cream, cry our eyes out. You know, we have a committee. We have friends that yeah. we can talk to and, and express our emotions. <laughs> right. And I, I don't believe men can do that. So I think it takes them longer to to move on or get rid of the heartbreak because they don't have that, that support system. Like yeah, we have books, my, we have my, magazines. My, my experience has been, it's not so much the moving on because my experience has been that within maybe hours or or month or maybe a couple of months of our breakup, they've already with the next chick. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they're like fully committed. They're doing things that they never did with me. Put it like that, <laughs> you know. How does that make my, you feel when you ex, see that? My ex from my ex from seven years moved in into a house, you know, wow. that we were shopping for with the new chick. So yeah, it makes you feel like shit. It makes you feel like you weren't important. It does. It does. It it's hurtful to your self esteem. It makes you feel like you didn't exist. Like everything that you put into that relationship or into this person was worthless. Mm. So, but sometimes you need to realize that it's not about you; it's about them. Yeah. And 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 how they choose to do things. You know, if someone is if someone is dishonest or or someone has been creeping around on you, that's just volumes of a person. And guess what? That's not the type of person I want to be with. So to me, it's just like congratulations, you moved on to the next chick. You're no longer my headache. <laughs> that you gotta see the good in it, you know. You you gotta see the good in it. My my most recent breakup, um, Mecca. I tell you, I cried for two days, and by the third day, I was I I had things to do. I'm too busy to be sitting around crying. I can't. And I learned from my previous breakup, which took me to the uh, the ER with panic with panic attacks, which sent, which sent me to therapy. I said I wasn't going to mm. put myself in that position again because it also has to do with how much effort you put into becoming into bettering yourself physically and mentally and whatnot. It's very easy to throw yourself in a bed and fall under under a depression and succumb to that. That's the easy Absolutely. part. The most difficult part is to get up each day and do what you need to do. And next thing you know, a year has passed by and you're over it. But recently, I I evaluated my breakup and I said, you know what? I I treated this relationship and I did everything that I wanted to do for this relationship and for this person. And I am content and at peace with saying that I had no contribution towards the breakup. But in this relationship, it was, it was, did you lose your identity? You learned no, not to not. lose your identity. I did not, particular. Mecca. I did not because I didn't compromise anything. I didn't compromise mm. any part of myself with this relationship. And, and he didn't ask for it. You know, we didn't have those type of problems. And yeah. I wouldn't have. If, had he asked for it, I would never have had compromised. 
any part of me because I, I am firm. Today I am firm in who I am and where I'm going. And if you have a problem with the type of person I am, then you're not the person that I need to be with. Absolutely. Learn from your mistakes, ladies and men, when you have relationships and the next one, you, you know what to look for in your next relationship. So people in the chat room want to know where can they get your book. Please put all that information out there, your Twitter, your Instagram, Facebook, your events that you're doing. Uh, we could talk on and on and on, but we want to get the information out there. <laughs> so my book is available on Amazon. It's available via Kindle on Amazon and as a paperback, and it's also available on Barnes and Nobles via the ebook version. So you just have to. Um, my Facebook is Angie A N G Y four seven nine on Facebook. Um, my Instagram is No Room for the Broken, and um, what else? I, I barely get on Twitter. It's A N G Y four seven nine. Um, thank you, thank I get you. on Twitter. I get on Twitter for marketing purposes for my my other organizations, for but not personally myself. Absolutely. So overall, people that are listening, what do you want them to know about your book, and why should they buy your book over everyone else that has a poetry collection version? I want. I guess I want women to pick up my book and see that they're not alone in their experiences that a lot of us go through this, but I, what most important for me that they pick up from my book is that you shouldn't allow any one experience to destroy you. Mm. Um, and there I've, I, and it, it's not a pretty place to be. I completely understand what it is to be hopeless and, scared and um and feel alone and unloved and unappreciated i've had all those emotions as a woman and but it all starts with you before we get out of here we have a couple of people that were on the line they did not press one so i didn't go to them but this is how i do it on the mecca james show we have um 5369 is your last digits if you want to talk to our author let's go it's the mecca james show hello Hello. Yes. Hi. Good night. Uh, my name is Carolyn Castro. I'm calling all the way from the Dominican Republic. Oh, my uh, Hi, Andy. <laughs> hi, Carolyn. <laughs> she says, and she says, hi. Um, I'm calling to ask you a question. I would like to know what is the biggest piece of learning you had uh, while writing your book and from all those heartbreaks? What would you say is the biggest piece of learning you had? I think um, that's what I was just replying to Mecca, that is not allow any relationship or any partner to destroy who you are um, and to nourish yourself. Find out who you are. Find out who you, you know, who you want to be. Be firm in your conviction and in your integrity and Love yourself. Most importantly, love yourself. Because once you love yourself, you teach the next person how to love you back. Because there's certain things that you're just not going to allow for them to do to you. That's that's the most important thing. Thank you. We love your book. You know that. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. 
We have some more people on the line. People are calling on the line already. Um, your last digits is 8937. 8937 is the Mecca James Show. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. What's Hi. your name? Where are you calling Hi. from? My name is Caroline. I'm calling from Washington Heights. Washington Heights Hi. in the building, the Heights. This yeah, is Carol. That's, that's, Hi, that's where I'm from. Hi, Carol. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Um, my question is, okay, hello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your question? My my question is, what is, uh, what is the best advice you would give to someone starting a new relationship? Mm, good question. Know what you want. Like know have deal you, breakers? Know what you want, um, right? Know what your deal breakers are. Know what you're willing to um, compromise. And, and you know, I always look for someone who is better, who's going to teach me something, who I know that I'm going mm-hmm. to learn from. Um, yeah. That's very important to me, someone who's, who's spiritual and intelligent, who we have a, a lot of commonalities. Um a respectful person just just know what you're looking for in a partner and if they don't have it then you know there's tons of people on match.com and <laughs> <laughs> awesome thank you i just ordered your book i can't wait to receive it oh my god uh. okay let me know what you think about it <laughs> i already know i'm gonna love it i follow you on instagram <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you for right. calling in, Washington Heights, Dominican Republic, calling in on the Mac and Jane show. That's yeah, what those we, are my we people. Had a lot of, <laughs> I I love that. I love that. We had a lot of people on the line. However, they didn't press one. So sometimes people, oh. you can listen on the phone, but if you don't press one, you're probably just listening. I'm not sure that's why I didn't pick up. But we had a lot of people online. There's still a lot of people in the chat room. Just, again, give out your information, where you can find your book. What is your next event? Because you do so many events. Tell us where the next one will be. Well, my next event is my book release, which is this Saturday okay. at 7 p.m. Um, I turned my book into a dramatic experience. It's being performed mm-hmm. by five awesome poets that are in my writing circle. These are women that I admire for their craft, and, and they all agree to help me bring my book to life. So it's no longer my words in on these pages. Now you will see these women perform my my pieces. So um, and that's this this that's this Saturday at 7 p.m. Um, you could get the tickets at no room for the broken dot eventbrite.com. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the Mecca James show. And I thank, thank you for you having for, me, Mecca. Thank you. No problem. I will be there Saturday. Remember, get your tickets. Go to our yes, Instagram. Buy your about, tickets. I think we have like ten tickets left. <laughs> oh my God. It's Hurry, limited seating. <laughs> thank you everybody. Till next week. God love lives life. God bless. It's the Mecca James show, everybody. And we're gonna leave you with a little Adele.
It's the Mecca James of the show. So we'll leave you with a little Usher. Everybody, God bless. Right, baby. I just want to get your attention. Thank you, thank you. I really want to be all up in your head. Yeah. Cause what I got you going to get to. Uh, yeah. But girl, that's only if you ain't scared. And I won't knock. Won't win no
everybody. Until next week, love, live, life. This is Mecca Jane Show. Remember, follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. Follow me on Instagram because I'm on there all the time, Mecca Jane. And go to blogtalkradio.com, M-E-C-C-A show, and the number one. Download it on iTunes. Tune in any show that you miss. Until next week, everybody, God bless. <laughs>